0: Baby Fajohier, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, aka Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. A baby Fajohier, this is the African Liberation Media. The day's date is May third. 6261. I am here with brothers and our guests, Jasper, Macaroo, and Amos. Over the past several years, we've tried to engage the public in many of the critical issues. I want to deal with the issue of uh, the triplets that Dr. King talked about racism, imperialism, and economic exploitation, and the implementation of those concepts at the domestic level. Looking at Ferguson, Missouri, of course the place where Mike Brown was taken out of his development. Officials needed more money for downtown redevelopment. So you generate revenue by nefarious means. You are fined for jaywalking, not mowing your lawn, obstruction of pedestrian traffic, or standing on the sidewalk. Arrest becomes another form of tax collection. Children are ticketed. Once again, the triplets of racism, imperialism, and economic exploitation being manifest at the domestic level. Chickens coming home to roost. Once again, this is Africa Liberation Media. We're here with brothers Amos, Jasper, and Makaroo. Gentlemen, take it wherever you want to take
1: it. Bibi Vahodier, African family, we invited uh, our good brother William Jasper to uh, participate in the conversation tonight. Uh, I'd have to say, that beyond a shadow of a doubt, brother Jasper is uh, one of our most loyal. Has been one of our most loyal listeners for over three years. And uh, we know that this brother is a brother serious about the liberation and empowerment of African people uh, through his involvement with numerous organizations, particularly the male's place. And uh, we just wanted him to come on and tell us some of the things that uh, that he's been thinking about or he's been involved in or, you know, what he wanted to uh, share with our audience. So uh, without further ado, uh, Brother Jasper, welcome to African Liberation Media.
2: Thank you, Baba Makaroo. Uh, thank you, Brother Amos, and Brother uh, Brother Jack. Uh, it's definitely an honor to be uh, amongst you gentlemen. Uh, as we were just talking about in pre-production room, you know, uh, you guys have definitely inspired me to to continue in my own education of our uh, our people. Um, I do work in the mental health field. Um, I'm a quality management director for an agency, a mental health agency here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where um, my my family started the business. Um, and so uh, we run a Black-owned agency. And so Gullah Jack spoke uh, spoke heavy about uh, Amos Wilson and uh, he spoke so much about him and was so eloquent in the way he discussed Amos Wilson, I decided to, you know, do some research and read Dr. Amos's books and his take on black psychology and how, you know, it affects us, you know, going through white psychology and, and talking to white psychologists, you know, it, um, it's um been very, very interesting. So you know, you guys have definitely affected me in my, my logic and my thinking uh, over the last three years. And because I know you guys personally. You know that that
1: helps as well <laughs> most definitely most definitely so you uh, wanted to talk about uh this um, principle of the inguza saba ujima yes. collective work and responsibility yes sir and uh, certainly the uh, organization that you are part of the males place is the living embodiment of collective work and responsibility here in the uh, Charlotte community. But beyond that, um, tell us uh, you know, what uh, what was it about that particular principle that um, led you uh, to this discussion?
2: Well, for me, it's, um, we have to have an understanding of what's going on in, in society today with everything that's going on in society, how it affects us and how we could potentially come from up under it. Um, you know, in today's society, unfortunately the individual is promoted or individual is promoted. And so you have a shining star here and there, but it's just them or a very small group. And even if they ascend, where is where is the work that they're doing at that higher echelon? That actually benefits the rest of the people that they that actually promoted them to where they are today, um, and so, you know, just doing some some research and, and going back through, just trying to figure out where we are and where we need to be, you know, and the work that's that's we have to you know do in that process to get to to the end results, um, and I think it starts with one we got to look at building better families. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because, and instilling in those better families and in those children, uh, cooperation and the importance of cooperation. I was just talking about uh, on Facebook a few days ago or maybe last week or so where you can't teach or you can't have people who are used to being individuals run a cooperative business if I said, if I'm a, if I'm a sole proprietor and I'm used to, you know, making my own money and everybody listening to what I tell them to do, then how do I change from going from that into a more cooperative system where I'm no longer the top dog, but I, and I have to kind of subdue my ego in order to make everything work for the, for the betterment of the, uh, for the whole, you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know we have to we have a lot of work that we have to do in order to get to where we want to go
3: gosh
1: gotcha. Uh, gotcha gotcha and so in in terms of uh do you see any examples of ujima or do you see definitely. some areas where it definitely needs to be applied beyond beyond uh, the family obviously we know the family is the mm-hmm. fundamental power unit is Dr. Amos Wilson discusses a Blueprint for Black Power, and without strong black families, quite frankly, uh, you know, there would have been no civil rights movement. The uh, strong black families uh, produced the uh, young radicals who were born in the 1940s and re- rose up in the 1960s to call for black power and black liberation. So we know how important the family is, but um, you know, what do you? What else do you see out there?
2: Well, I see, I see, um, I definitely see companies working together uh, who maybe typically wouldn't, you know, I see individuals uh, such as like Sister Isis, who has her her mental health company, and I see her bringing in people from other, who have uh, other companies to do certain kinds of trainings that typically in mental health field, you typically don't see the two working together in the way that they're doing Um, with the male's place, you know. We do different things, uh, different community events throughout the year. But one of the partnerships that we have is with Black farmers, you know what I mean? So that as a collective, you know, now now these, these group of Black farmers now have another outlet to get their seeds out or, you know, now they have another stream of income, you know what I mean? Um, and so we're working in, in collaboration there, you know, even when we did the, uh, the Rosa Parks um, thing over the summer you know, and you had different different groups coming in and, and you know, offering their uh, their products and services to the community. You know what I'm saying? Those, those cooperative things are very important. I think they're def- there's always an opportunity for growth, though, you know, because there's definitely sectors that may not be working together, you know. Um, I know you guys are with which a media platform are definitely trying to bridge that gap, where you're introducing uh, people from the community to say, "Hey, they exist." You know, uh, I know uh, Baba Reggie was on the uh, one the show two weeks ago, representing Mel's Place. You know, mm-hmm. um, and talking about everything that we have going on. And so, um, you know, I, and I, I applaud you guys for doing that and having me on. And I know you guys are going to have, a, you know, a bunch more people from the community representing what they do and, and how we can uh continue to work as a, as a collective in the city and hopefully that working in the city we can not only do what we need to do in the city but branch out to people who are doing the same collective work in other cities so that we can uh, uh, build a, a network and some type of infrastructure that is bigger than what we you know what we see every day mm-hmm. exactly
0: exactly I was telling brother. Reggie
2: that, uh, I, I
0: vowed to support, uh, the agricultural development initiatives, you know, as part of, uh, my dietary change mm-hmm. and food is a weapon actually, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to the degree that we can divest from corporate America, that is a means a vehicle, a mechanism by which we can perhaps wield some type of power. Which we lack in the African community, but uh, just a basic definition to reiterate what Brother Wilson talked about, as well as Sister mm-hmm. Marimba Ani. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the better definitions I've heard is that culture makes cooperation natural, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it makes cooperation natural. Culture is a conspiracy, mm-hmm. you know, to paraphrase Wilson, by which several people cooperate to to resolve group ends or to solve group ends resolve issues yes. culture passes on to you the learned techniques you know methods and ways of coping with certain problems and this cultural or historical amnesia that we suffer from makes us vulnerable to the um Imperialism, economic imperialistic overtures of other people who have historically used our communities
2: like a memory gland. Yes. And I believe, uh, uh, Sister Ani also said that culture is what protects us as well.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Culture protects us, it is a uh, petri dish by which you develop and cultivate Africans in the African spirit.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So it, exactly. it serves a lot of functions. Culture is not something outside of us. It dwells mm-hmm. in us. It's more than song and dance. Definitely. And uh, you know, that's part of the gap that we need to uh, bridge in order to move in a positive and collective direction.
4: Mm-hmm. So, just listening to to all of you brothers in the explanations, and uh, one of the questions that I always ask is, why do you think it's so difficult for us, even right here in the Charlotte community, to and and this is not you know, saying that there is no collective work and responsibility in Charlotte because there's plenty of collaboration amongst many of us but mm-hmm. as far as improving our collaboration and our collective work what 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 are the problems that keep us from fully connecting with each other and supporting each other
0: well, it, 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 it's a confluence brother in my opinion of a lot of different right. factors right. one of the factors is the fact that uh Occupations keep us occupied. You know, it's obviously it's going to take uh, a level of sacrifice. Uh, Dr. Terre used to talk about an ideology. You know, what are your goals? And then setting down methods by which you can achieve these goals. You know, and then suffice it to say, you need people to buy into the ideology as well as the goals and directions in solving a particular problem uh mm-hmm. and sadly uh ego brother uh, jasper uh articulated uh, the detrimental role of ego uh mm-hmm. brother wilson uh as an addendum uh spoke very eloquently uh, as it relates to some of the difficulties uh he referred to various aberrations in African personality as a result of colonialization, the toxicity of racism. Every aberration in African personality mm-hmm. uh, results in a social, political, and economic intent, <laughs> or has those intents that, that that's beneficial to the European. So, uh, I mean that that's. Uh, <laughs> Your question, brother, we can elaborate on that, you know, perhaps for an hour and a half and invariably I'm gonna miss one of the components that is that's so critical in attempting to address that
2: relevant question that you raised, brother most See, but the thing is it's not a it's not a new thing at all. This is something that's been going on for quite some time. You know, even uh uh Dr. Edward Blyden uh African historian from the early 20th century, you know, uh, in his book, African Life and Customs, um, he talked about how, you know, as an African people, we are cooperative and not egotistic or individualistic, that we have this concept of we and not I, uh, which is the law of African life. He wrote that in 1908. So, you know, more than hundred years ago, they were going through the exact same thing, you know? So what is it? Well, how is it that we continue to exhibit the same behaviors throughout time? What what, what are some of the factors that contribute to us exhibiting these same behaviors? You know, um, Dr. Amos Wilson, you know, talks about it's like in the psychology, so self-hate, self-defeat, the conditioning or the different types of conditioning that uh, animals are put through, and then how some of that equates to the same things that, that we go through. You know, even today, you know, we, um, we don't, with the broadcasting of the our, our genocide, you know, a consistent broadcasting of our genocide, you know, and then when they portray us in the movie theaters, you know, we're slaves or we're, you know, they, they set us up in some some kind of uh, character where we look like savages, you know what I mean? And so it's very difficult for us to really come from under this when, when we are bombarded in every kind of way. And everything that that we see about ourselves is negative. So how, how can we have, you know, um, Justin and I thought uh Francis Chris Wilson, you know, in ISIS papers, she talked about how, you know, if you have a negative self image, then everything that you ever see is gonna be negative. And But if you have a positive self image of yourself, then that emanates that so you having a peace and harmony within your community, so that your community, you know, um, is able to flourish, but we have a negative self image of ourselves. So it's going to be super difficult to get over, it, but we have to be, you know, uh, again, like Dr. Amos Wilson says, you have to have a level of intentionality towards whatever your your purpose is. you got to do it on purpose and we have to be purposeful in, you know, making ourselves better, you know, better principles, better, the morals, building better families so that we can build better communities. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, okay, so, you know, our struggle is this. Uh, we're dealing with uh, 500 plus years of African women, African men, and African children uh, being disempowered mm-hmm. by Sophisticated and barbaric systems of white supremacy. So, you know, we 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 have never known the level of liberation and empowerment uh, that our people experienced in ancient Kemet and now Valley civilizations, or in many of the other um, civilizations and empires you know, Ghana, Mali, Songhae, mm-hmm. we, we, we've never known that, you know, we think, uh, you know, I I, I spoke to uh, the senior drummers, uh, Brother Gary Mumford and Brother Wali mm-hmm. uh, had a program uh, Saturday and they invited mm-hmm. me to speak. And, you know, it's one of the things I was talking to, uh, you know, the people up there about, you know, people think, well, because they passed some laws in the United States that uh, we are free uh you know we we have quote unquote on the books certain civil rights but we have never known we have never known in 500 years with you know a, a few you know some there've there been some exceptions where uh for moments a uh, a period of time you know we've been liberated and empowered but for the most part uh you know we have not known exactly what that is but nevertheless despite despite that uh there there have been moments there have been periods of time where people have come together and have you know achieved you know tremendous things and you know in terms of you know when you when when you look at at you know this particular historical situation as kwame and said each historical situation produces its own dynamics and when uh, when we look, for example, you at know, the struggle, in terms of you know when you, when, when you look at, at you know this particular historical situation, yeah, doing chattel slavery, for example, uh, you had people with different uh, ideas of how to solve the problem. Say, for example, well, let's just let's take uh, uh, Martin R. Delaney, you know Frederick Douglass, uh, Harriet Tubman uh Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, the Prosser brothers, etc. So but but there was a, the the common goal was, you know, we we need to eliminate chattel slavery. Okay? So you had people that were working in different arenas and had different approaches. Same way with the same with the struggle uh against American apartheid. Okay? You had people who had different approaches uh during that particular time uh Uh, You know, I mean, it was a long struggle, you know, uh, from obviously from, you know, Ida Wells, Barnett, William Monroe Trotter, Booger T. Washington, William Dubois, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Marcus Garvey. And, uh, you know, on up into the 60s with uh, Martin King and, you know, the NACP and uh, CORE and Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and et cetera, et cetera. So but but once again, people said, okay, what we got to do is we got to do what we can to eliminate American apartheid. Okay. When you look at our situation today, there's no consensus on, uh, you know, what on, on a particular problem, for example, you know, like apartheid or like chattel slavery, there's no consensus on exactly, you know, what needs, what should be our central focus. So what we have is uh, we have a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, we have because we certainly don't have a critical mass but we have various people who have uh focused in you know on on specific areas mm-hmm. where we have problems mm-hmm. so is it's not it's not that, that, that people aren't working the problem is that they, they are not enough people and so generally so what will happen is for example like Somebody, uh, let's say for example, somebody asked me, "Well, why weren't you at this particular program?" And my response is, "Well, I was, you know, just because I wasn't at your program doesn't mean I wasn't doing something to help liberate and empower African people." Uh, right. You know, the, the struggle is where any of us are at, at, at any given moment. We just, we, we, we just don't, we just don't have that one uh, galvanizing. Uh, overarching thing that says, okay, you know, this needs to be, you know, the thing that all of us are focused on. But in many in many ways, these these various streams of activities are contributing, uh, you know, to a a solution, you know, trying to find a solution to the problem. Uh, But, you know, there's just there's not that galvanizing issue like chattel slavery or American apartheid you know, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, because uh yeah, the Black Lives Matter uh uh you know thing, uh whatever you want to call it, uh you know certainly uh is a very popular slogan and, and is used uh every time you see uh someone particularly uh, uh that's been taken out by state sponsored violence. I mean we saw today the uh funeral for Andrew Brown Jr. in Elizabeth City and we saw people marching saying black lives matter, black lives matter. Uh, when someone is gunned down on Bates Ford road by some uh, person of African descent, you don't see black lives matter. So there's a, so there's a disconnect, there's a disconnect there. But you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully there will be something that will galvanize people around. And the issue that really everybody should be galvanized around is power in my opinion. OK, uh, you know, the liberation and empowerment of African people, because, you know, that that's the fundamental problem we've been dealing with for 500 years. You know, we've been disempowered for 500 years. Doesn't mean that we haven't had examples of African power. doesn't mean that we haven't shown our capacity to defeat Europeans as, you know, the Bookman duty in uh, Tucson and Dessaline and Chris Stobin and uh, Cecile Fatimone and those who rose up uh, Mackendall who rose up in Iniati, uh, Palmares, Gaspar Yanga. I mean, we've seen, you know, uh, numerous uh, examples of where, mm-hmm. you know, African people have, uh, you know, had uh, were moving towards liberation and empowerment. Kwame Nkrumah, Sekou Thomas Sankara, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So mm-hmm. that's a, uh, you know, that's I think that's part of the reason why, uh, brother, almost is because. There's, there's no one central, you know, galvanizing issue.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can uh, somewhat agree with that. I want to read a comment that Brother Quasi posted in the chat room. He says that uh, a lack of progressive education, black people are 50 to 70 years behind in our learning, still studying concepts and ideas from 70 to 100 years old that are not science-based or even evidence-based. Also a failure to advance on the previous work that was usual from the past thinkers and doers. Lastly, a failure to commit to divorcing ourselves from enemy names, culture, holidays, behaviors, education systems, economic, uh, social. So I think that uh, yeah, the last part of that, I definitely agree with, um, you know, we have to, as Jack talked about culture, a part of us, you know, gaining our culture it is separating ourselves from the Eurocentric, Asiatic, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, foreign, foreign African culture. We have to separate ourselves from that. But I also think that it's important to build systems, put systems in place that force people to collectively work together. And I think that when you talk about um, really sovereign nation building, that's the purpose of that, is to not just depend on people to be galvanized behind an idea, even though I think that is important as well. But I also think that we have to develop a structured system that not only motivates people, but uh, at the same time, rewards them. You know, yeah, yeah. and rewards people for mm-hmm. collectively working w- with each other in the community.
0: Absolutely, uh, Shay, All of the values that we are talking about, African values, have to be supported by an economic system. Mm-hmm. Else, individuals or a collective group will rationalize these values aren't doing anything for me. I may as well, you know, become inculcated with a different set of values. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, you know, we contrast power, the desire for power, to the reality of European power and his ability to both reward and punish using the carrot and the stick. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, the greatest arbiter of, of uh, power is force. The greatest arbiter of, 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 of uh, power is force, which lies overwhelmingly in the hands of the Europeans. So, you know, it goes back to establishing the infrastructure and those uh, economic systems, which is a part of the infrastructure to galvanize people, as well as to positively affect their consciousness, to move in a direction that is uh, conducive to African liberation, thought, behavior, practice, etc.
2: I agree that once you uh, galvanize them, you have to be able to uh persuade them and move them in a direction. But you have to be able to persuade them and move them in a direction at the level that they can understand it and comprehend. Because if you go at it too high, you're gonna miss it. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna look at you as if, you know, you're trying to look at me like or talk to me like I'm um, I'm inferior to you. You know what i mean yeah, so we yeah. have to be ve- we have to be you know very uh very soft in the approach when talking talking to the people you know in that moment because they're, they're already emotional that's why they're galvanized in the first place right so now you can't attack that emotion with any type of aggressiveness even by accident you know even if you're trying to do the right thing you know what i mean yes y- y- sir
0: and, and you talked about motive, purpose, and intentionality, brother. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of times, people able to intuit uh, the difference. You know, <laughs> discipline uh, in many instances requires pain. You know, but if you are dealing with a person who loves you or is concerned about your welfare legitimately and genuinely, it is perceived as therapy. And responded to. Mm -hmm. Contrary to that, Mm -hmm. if the attitude is to offer condemnation and criticism, it will be perceived as punishment and reacted to. Mm -hmm. The difference is who's saying it? Mm -hmm. Who's saying Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. You know, teacher telling me, boy, take off your hat versus grandmother coming to school. Russ, take off your hat. Mm-hmm. see there, there, there's mm-hmm. you know clearly a, a, a fundamental difference
3: mm-hmm.
1: well one of, one of the other factors that uh, we have not had to deal with in the past you know when we when we engaged in struggle uh you know when uh du Bois you know pointed out you know in the souls of black folks what he called a double consciousness uh you know one african you know one American or you could say african and and European um you know, those weren't his exact words, but that's, uh, you know, how, how, you know, what he was, what he was referring to. And so, you know, he talked about, you know, these, uh, you know, two warring ideals, two unreconcilable differences, you know, in one dog body whose dogged determination keeps it from being torn asunder. So when you look at what Du Bois was talking about in the early 1900s, that double consciousness today. Could easily be a quintuple consciousness, or even more. I mean, if, when you consider, for example, uh, the, the the impact of class. You know, there are people with mm-hmm. a class consciousness in our community. You know, there there, there arose within our community a feminist, you know, uh, consciousness versus you know a, uh, a consciousness of. Uh, you know, total, uh, you know, male female uh, unification. Uh, and then uh, the, most, the most recent consciousness uh, that has affected uh, some segment of our community is a uh, queer consciousness, which uh, has different levels. So, so when, 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 when before, like you would say like what Garvey was dealing with was, okay, I'm gonna present an African consciousness and basically it's only opposed by the american or european consciousness and you know he can get you know uh, millions of people to rally around his idea because you know you don't have to struggle through all these levels i mean uh you know the black doctor was segregated just as much as you know, the uh, black sanitation worker, for example. So now, now you have, you have these different levels of consciousness. And then, so, and, and, and that, that affects identity, you know, who people identify as I am this, I am that, or whatever versus just saying, you know, I am a person of African descent. You know, one of the interesting things that happened in the sixties, and this is something you really have to, to think about, uh, when when there 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 was an effort towards a cultural revolution okay and so you would think you know you might think well uh, why would you europeans well they, what would they care about some african people changing their names uh you know wearing african clothing learning to speak swahili uh you know why would the europeans care about that care about it enough to the point where they saw it a necessity to uh, manipulate, you know, a, a innocent conflict between the organizations that represented cultural nationalism versus other organizations that were that were focused on other things. They call themselves revolutionary nationalists or whatever, and so, so that tells that should tell us how important the our enemies regard culture as being, you know, they just don't see it as, okay, you're talking about Omoja, Kuja, Chakaliya, Ujima, Ujima, Nia, Kuumba, Imani. They, you know, they see it as, oh, look, man, if these people get into their own culture, which we put forth a concerted effort to destroy, they put forth a concerted effort to destroy any connections. Marimba, Arnie deals with this. I, and I read this to the group uh, uh, the other day, uh, you know, how Marimba breaks down, you know, what happened, uh, you know, the, the the vast contrast between, you know, the uh, structured, uh, spiritual, uh, communal uh, family culture we came from and thrown into the chaos of, uh, of, of chattel slavery and the psychological impact that has. And continues to have so, you know, they 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 see they they do see culture as particularly a cultural revolution. Now they, I don't think they're that concerned about us having a Kwanzaa program every year because it's just an event. Okay, not that it's not in not as not that it's not having a positive impact on on you know some people, which it is obviously, but 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 when but when you have. Actual organizations to say, okay, you know, we actually gonna stop practicing cooperative economics. Mm-hmm. We're gonna feel you know, we, you know the, mm-hmm. the ideas have to be planted, and then people have to gravitate mm-hmm. toward the ideas and start to practice them. And they and they and they saw it as something so serious that they say we gotta pit these people against one another so they can destroy mm-hmm. one another. And mm-hmm. you know, and, and now mm-hmm. cultural nationalism to a certain extent still has a very bad name you know, because because of the manipulations of J. Edgar mm-hmm. and the uh, COINTELPRO war on the Black Liberation Movement because that's what it was.
2: Right, well, you've you spoken about the, um, the historical context before um, in the differences in the enslavement of the African prisoners of economic war, whether it was in the uh, Caribbean or whether it was here in America, where in America they separated the groups you know what i mean or they would they were intermingle them and knowing that they really couldn't interact with one another mm-hmm. you know what i mean because they knew that if they could well what was going on down in the caribbean they was revolting as soon as they could you know coming off the boats okay hey we going to war mm-hmm. you know what i mean so they figured out that hey we got to attack their psychology and infuse our own psychology and it it continues to plug us to this day you know, um, one of the things that they definitely are afraid of and something that the case he was talking about was and what uh Dr. Bobby Wright talks about is the the black social uh theory. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how how are we going about life? How are we going about educating our people? How how are we going about the relationship one to another, as uh, Dr. Amos would say a lot, you know what I mean? Um and, you know, we, us four here, we're big on history, you know what I mean? Um, and making sure that, you know, in the educational system, we, our history isn't included. Why isn't our history included? Because we have so many great people and great civilizations that we would look at ourselves in a totally different aspect. But when, they, when we studied them, all the history books of our whole educational process, what we see we see great you know from their perspective you know great examples of their own people and that makes them feel you know proud to be american or what have you you know what i mean but where are we at you know i'm saying in that educational field you know people knock dr umar you know what i'm saying but when he was on the breakfast club last week um and he, he talked about you know the four corners of what the community needs to look like and you know the emphasis of education you know having the school on one corner or the bank what you were talking about earlier with the economics on another corner, you know, having the uh, the grocery store, that way we can feed our people on another corner, and then the fourth corner having the uh, the, the hospital, or more so, you know, just the holistic health of our people. You yeah. know, like we need all of these areas, and we, we, we need our people to have this black social theory and this African-centeredness in order to help our people be better. Because we can't use, again, as Dr. Bobby Wright said, we can't use European definitions and analysis to define the black phenomenon, you know what I'm saying? We have to go in, you know, uh, the follow you know, in African philosophy, you know, he says that, you know, we have to study ourselves without any mentorship, you know, with no outside interference. We just need to look at ourselves you know what I'm saying, and take what we study, and then we figure out where we need to go and what we need to be.
0: Yes, sir. Part of the uh, problem, as articulated by many, is that oftentimes these problems are dealt with at the second and third link in a sequential chain of events. Uh, in other words, at the European Academy, uh, just about in every instance, things are decontextualized. You know, uh, we would have to go back recently, for instance, and and deal with the Colonel Commission. In other words, uh, as an example, uh, European academies tend to start with the family, you know, vis-a-vis recognizing families exist within an economic and a political system. You know, thus we deal with the progenitor of the problem. Okay. Uh, if you don't take that approach, well, then uh, dealing with these problems in the European context will not result in holistic healing, of, you know, simply because, you know, like I said, you have to deal with the progenitor of the problem. Thus, you know, if that's not the approach taken, you can hire thousands and thousands of psychologists, educational experts and uh, come out with the same results Uh, we have not even taken an empirical approach in other words um, the conclusion in dealing with these problems are wrong, the approach is wrong the conclusion is wrong of the outcomes are wrong so the means and methods by which we deal with these problems have to be wrong based on a an erroneous outcome or an outcome that does not serve our ends so wouldn't
2: that mean that the psychology is wrong absolutely the method the methodology the
0: the, 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 right the methodology in 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 dealing with these problems are wrong because you know they're not dealing with root causes That that that's the simplest way I can put it, or the progenitor of the problem. Mm-hmm.
2: looking at the leaves and trying to figure out why the leaves look like the leaves, instead of figuring out what caused the leaves to look like the leaves or be thank leaves. Thank you, thank you, thank yes, you, yes sir, yes.
1: You know when we when, when when we look at you know when we look at the history of our struggle, you know, and Arnie deals with this, and uh, another book I would recommend is uh, Slave Culture by Dr. Sterling Stuckey. And one one of, one of the things that uh, that Dr. Stuckey deals with is that uh, he finds without using this this particular term but but what he finds a a cultural unity among the enslaved African people. I mean all of all of them for example, you know recognize uh, that, whether you were Yoruba or Bakongo or Fulani or whatever, they all poured libations. Uh, he he identifies this um, this spiritual um, uh, event or a spiritual uh, celebration called the called the ring shout, where uh, uh, people would would be in circles and all all moving, you know, counterclockwise and so so even though as Ani says they took everything from us they possibly could we still found within ourselves enough to recognize Mm -hmm. that 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 we were in fact you know african people that we were that that we were different you know from 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 these people who were enslaving us and so in each instance where you know we have been able to engage in struggle, uh, you know it. You know you 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 had you you may have people that articulate you know methodology, ideology, psychology, or whatever. The masses of people are not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. They are dealing with okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I I need a roof over my head. I need these people's uh, mm-hmm. foot off of my neck. You know right. <laughs> I need clothes for my children. I need I need food to eat. That's what they, mm. that's what they're dealing with. And so, mm. you know, that's why, you know, Malcolm always spoke in very simple terms uh, he, when he, he, you know, he could, he he could use words as complicated as anybody had he chosen to, mm-hmm. but, it, but he always right. spoke in terms that the masses of people could identify with. But, but what I'm driving at, and this is the question I raised, you know, when I was talking to the group Saturday is that when, when we look at, and uh, you know, I read them. My uh, my Angelou's poem uh, that uh, that she gave us at the Million Man March in nineteen ninety five. Uh, if there was one thing that stuck with me more than any other thing, it was uh, it was that poem that Dr. Angelou read to us, and she was talking about you know uh, how we still have the capacity to rise, but what but what what is it? That, ha- that has given African people the capacity to consistently rise against, you know, these various things that, you know, we, we overcome chattel slavery, we in we, we reconstruction, it looks like, oh man, and then boom, here they come with lynching, you know, here they come with the destruction of uh, uh, prosperous economic communities, here they come, you know, with all of these uh, laws or whatever. Uh, and so, now not now you now, now you got you know some more walls to climb, you know, the, mm-hmm. the night has been long, you know, the wall, the walls have been steep, you know, the pit, mm-hmm. the pit has been deep, all of this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that she was talking about. What what was it? It was it was those remnants of African culture. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. had been stripped away, but we knew we knew that we came from families. So one of the first things that African people did when chattel slavery was outlawed for all conditions, except one was rebuild their families, rebuild their families, rebuild their families. I mean, that's, you know, and so, and so the, the families give you the, the, the possibility, you know, that's your first chance to transmit culture, right. from one generation to another, you know, the old, the old wise tales, the people that, you know, uh things talked about, you know, uh Bill Wilder saying in grandma's hands, you know, Billy, don't you run too fast. It might be snakes in the grass, you know, those those kinds of things. And so and so what I'm questioning now is is how how much of that un, un, under this tremendous assault that we've been under for the past 50 years, and a lot of it has been subtle, it's been low in low intensity. Uh, you know, with the yeah, with the exception of the war on the Black Liberation Movement, they said, "Look, mm-hmm. we got to stop this bang, bang, mm-hmm. bang." So you know, Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. Bunchy Carter, Mark Lock. You know, mm-hmm. these guys got Geronimo's got to go to jail, Asada's mm-hmm. got to go to jail. You know, people got to leave. Yeah, Matulu, all these guys. And so, mm-hmm. and so, how much, how much of that, how much of the of 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 that basic necessity? is still there that will allow us to overcome and deal with, you know, what we're dealing with now. You know, I think I I think real
2: question. I I would say that uh, we have two things on our side, all right? I would say that one is that melanin, even though me personally, I'm a little lacking some of that good melanin, right? But between Mm -hmm. the melanin and our DNA, and the, I say the melanin because the melanin is what helps us transform. It helps us adapt to every single situation that we're in. Without that, if we did not have that melanin, then we would not be able to go to different climates and survive as we have, we have not. We would not be able to endure the hardships that we've endured, right? And then you have the DNA because the DNA, what is the DNA? That's the historical pattern. That, that's the historical memories of our past. Of our ancestors, so between the two, we can remember somehow how it, what it is to be human. Hue with e h u e m a n, right. right? Because of that, Miller with these two and working and tandem with one other, somehow it has got us through the ages. You know what I mean? And we have to continue to analyze it and look at this and see what it is that that got us through it. But then trying to figure out how to use this information. And, and give it into, you know, the next generation. You know, again, uh, Dr. Amos Wilson said in a, a psychology of self-hate and self-defeat, like, we have to look at what the, what kind of world we want and then train our children to become what it is that we need them to be or what the community needs them to be. So we mm-hmm. really have to do a lot of an, uh, analysis um, and then strategize, you know what I mean, before we can actually do the work sometimes. Times, you know, because we have the ability to uh, to mobilize very fast because of today's society. You know, we're on we're on pins and needles with our emotions. We move so fast, but we don't move with no kind of intent. We're just moving because we're emotional. Well, where's the logic in uh, once we're moving? Um, I know you talked about rule, You know, he talked about um, the me and man much a lot, and especially with uh, about Reggie you mobilize the people and then did you send some marching orders or anything for them to do you know in the community well bob reggie took took that emotion took that energy came home and came with a new direction for the male's place and mm-hmm. here we are you know so many years later and now because of that meeting back then now i'm helping him in his in the mission that you know he's he he uh you know initially got that in that uh inspiration from you know what i'm saying when he decided to change the program and so right. we um we definitely have to use our our melanin and our dna and study analyze mobilize you know what i mean organize uh you know kwame kwame toray organize organize, organize organize right you know and, and move people in a positive direction
1: yeah yeah i i would just say that that you know bobby wright told us you know, back in the late seventies, early eighties, that, that there's only one battle left, the battle for the black mind. And, you know, the, the, these people, you know, our enemies, our historical enemies, they they launched a war on the black mind. Uh, the initial focus, you know, first we got we gotta break up their families. And mm-hmm. then we gotta make sure that when these families are broken apart and they have all these children, you know running around without fathers you know without you know family structure we got we got we got to make sure that we control their minds so we're gonna give them all of their self destruction type of stuff and so you know this 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 is a this is a serious challenge that that we are that that, that we're up against and and you know i mean I, i'm saying our history is that we've always found ways and i believe we'll find ways again uh, but you know, Cabral said, "Mask no difficulties, tell no lies, claim no easy victories." Right? Mm-hmm. And our greatest, our greatest struggle is against those things within us that prevent us from being all that uh, that we need to be. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm hopeful. My optimism sometimes is, is
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it, it fluctuates. <laughs> is. <laughs> but but I, but, I, but 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 I'm hopeful. But just because of our history, you know, that something. Right. If something will happen, uh, but nothing happens if, um, you know, Vincent Harden's great book, There's a River. And he, he talks about the movement in terms of, you know, being a mighty river, you know, like the Nile, you know, uh, the, the, Zam- the Zambezi, the Congo, the Mississippi. But sometimes you don't have a river, but somebody has to be a creek or a stream right mm-hmm. because there are no great rivers you know without tributaries mm-hmm. right and so I
2: was, I that's what we are to say that that's what we are to say that I, that's what we said, are i was i was just thinking to say that you know the tributaries are the individuals, but those individuals come together and create the river so the river exactly. is a collective that that is the jima. you know what i mean exactly yes sir well i think that's
1: a good i think that's a good good note to end on you got any uh Final comments, brother Almost. I know you've been quiet over there.
4: Yeah, I was just listening, and uh, I was just reading through some of the comments in the comment in the comment section. But uh, a wise man once told me that it's two things that never make good decisions, and that's greed and ego. Hmm. I think that that's two of the biggest things, along with emotion, hmm. that we struggle with in the African community. Mm-hmm. And it, it prohibits us from achieving. I, I don't think or I don't even believe that there can be total unity because it never has been that way. Um, even in our history, we've always had conflict mm-hmm. um, amongst ourselves. But I do think that there are things we can unify around, like our common enemies and mm-hmm. As Dr. Clark stated, we have no friends, so that should be enough motivation for us to unify around a goal that will enable us to collectively work together and collaborate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, see, I mean, what what we need is a critical mass that that, you know, that's the that's the amount of energy necessary to bring about change. And that and that, that that's not I mean, what is it? One point? four billion Africans or whatever on the planet. I mean, you know, you 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 don't need a billion, you know, I mean, you, you don't. You you just need you need a critical mass. And but but what happens is when when people actually see something that's moving that they really believe is going to uplift them and benefit them, then they then you know they will they will definitely participate in the process. It's just that right now, you know, they don't they don't see a lot, and you know what they see is a lot of reaction, you know, not not sustained uh, activity, and you know, and this this was, uh, in my opinion, the great lost opportunity of the Million Man March, uh, a tremendous event, but uh, the failure to uh, direct that massive uh, positive uh, that massive energy into positive action. that was that was coordinated, you know. The the those of us who were activists who participated were we're going to continue to be active. What was lost was all of the people who were participating for the first time. They needed somebody to give them direction, and all of us failed. All of us who were involved failed. The leadership, in particular, failed. But all of us failed in terms of uh, it was a tremendous lost opportunity. But there's no shortage of opportunities out there right now.
2: Mm-hmm. I think to speak a little bit to your point of, you know, you build it, they'll come, right? That's that old adage. Just build it and they'll come. You know, we didn't know we needed a smartphone until the smartphone got here. You know, just build it and they'll come. You know, even though we did not need a smartphone, but it is what it is, right? Um, exactly. I think uh, uh, we also have to make sure that you know, along with the, the four pillars that we talked about, uh, the hospital, the supermarket, uh, the banking system, and also the uh, what was the other one. Um, school. The school, I think, and also once we build those and or in the process of building those, we have to, everyone who is working to build those, we also have to have a self-defense mechanism attached to that because we have to be able to protect and defend what it is that we build because what we don't need is another Tulsa. What we Mm. don't need is another move, right? We don't need those situations. We need to be able to protect ourselves. You know, um, one of the things that, you know, with this whole Asian hate thing going on with the bill, right, Mm -hmm. people ask, well, why why do you think that 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 got across? Well, you know, when you look at it, Asians got a whole continent and country that that can protect (laughs) them and back them right who backs us what show me show me one uh one african country and i'm not knocking it because i understand what's going on in africa um and the colonialism that they they have to deal with you know what i mean what we deal with is the same thing that they deal with but it's just in a different form you know what i'm saying so but still who backs us what which one of those countries could back us you know the, the hope would have been uh what tanzania but um the president just just transitioned recently you know what i'm saying so but who backs us no one backs us so where where is our protection they don't fear us because we we don't have that country or, or the entire continent to hold us down
4: yeah, yeah. And, it, and it would be the continent we definitely need we always need a military so that should be the fifth corner for sure yeah, um, so
2: military science running, I believe,
4: running, call it. running short on time but uh I want to bring another comment in from Brother Kwesi in uh, response to a question posed by Baba Makaro. He said, what made Africans survive? Africans did not survive enslavement. White capitalism ended slavery because industry required less labor. We didn't survive reconstruction. White capitalism needed workers for World War I and two. We didn't survive civil rights. White capital needed social reform to stop leftists from rising up against capitalism after wars in advance of empire we are worse off today because white capital has technology and artificial intelligence
1: hmm. we so didn't survive cool. well none of us should be here then
4: we're gonna have to bring on the show one of these days yeah i yeah. think
2: brother brother Quasi's point is that you know their domination always transforms you know it's it doesn't remain stagnant you know once we get used to something and we figure out how to overcome it then they just you know transform it in a different way in order to maintain you know whatever control or domination they feel like they need or have
4: all right well we're a little over time unfortunately uh Mm -hmm. time ran fast we had to continue this discussion maybe on a future podcast but brother jasper we appreciate you for joining us this evening and I Bobby appreciate, Bobby, being... always appreciate your wisdom, uh, being an elder on the show. Uh, brother Jasper, any last words that you want to leave with our guests? Uh, you know, you're involved with a lot, brother. You know, you, you're you involved with the male's mm-hmm. place, train, mm-hmm. uh, seafood. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. tend to support Brother Marifa's classes. And you know, yes, always sir. listen to Africa Liberation Media. So anything yes, that sir. I'm leaving out, uh, do you want to tell the people?
2: Um... And, you know, we just got to, um, we just got to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? And try to figure out how, as a collective, how, how are we going to be able to survive, you know, for the next hundred years? You know, what, what the work that we do today is going to, you know, determine what's going to happen in the next hundred years. So what are we going to do? You know, we can't uh, leave it up to our children to make a decision or make, or come up with solutions. We got to, do our part and then they will build upon it we just got to be a you know continue the foundational work to move forward And know give a holy day mm-hmm.
4: go ahead bro all right this has been another episode of the african liberation media we're going to start doing more live broadcasts, uh probably here and on youtube so definitely subscribe to our youtube channel and you can always listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast until Next time, a BB for Hodier.
3: BB for ODA. Power or the lack of power. I want to repeat this. Power or the lack of power. If your education in this institution is not about gaining real power, not jobs, because your jobs do not represent power. Not getting elected, that does not represent power either. You are buying your houses and fine clothes does not represent power uh, if it is not about real power you are being miseducated and misled and you will die educated and misled <laughs> if your study of black history is merely an exercise in feeling good about yourself then you will die feeling good. The study of history then must be more than the pumping up of your self-esteem and the pumping up of your pride. Those things are important, but ultimately those things are not the means by which we will save ourselves as people in this world.